The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Saturday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on socials. Go there. Join the militia. We're back. Welcome us back. Will ya? Welcome back. Thank me. So, um, some news has happened since we... Since we were last here, no, we're not changing the intro. I have no plans on changing that intro anytime soon, by the way. Yeah, sorry about the delayed beer crack. I'm a little rusty, like the football team. Like the quarterbacks. Like the quarterbacks. Specifically. Uh, ride the pine. So, uh, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't great, Joe. It wasn't great. It's been a little while. So. March 8th was our last podcast, and, and um, it's April Fool's Day. I try to think of some really good April Fool's pranks, but I don't got any. And I don't participate in such things. I I I play jokes every day. Every day is April Fool's Day to me. Really? I mean, I try to. See, to me, it's just not. I don't. I don't know. Because Joe, you're kind of a you're kind of a flum bum. You're like the, that guy. You just you you know sometimes you got to catch Joe in the right mood for him to be playful and fun. He's got to be in an extremely good mood. Like he can be in a good mood and still not be joke worthy. He's got to be in a really good mood to be Look, joking that's around. Not true. That's, that's somewhat not true. true. Somewhat just, true. I'm, when I got something on my mind or that I'm trying, you know, focused on doing, then you know, I'm 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 serious. You're a little too you know, serious. Time for some for you know. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So, um. It's been a minute. We're back. Last time we were here was March 8th. We're talking about Coach. Obviously, that ended that. So we'll get into a little bit of that. But first, uh, you know, one day I was... I don't go on Twitter every day, and I don't get alerts from Twitter. So once in a while, I'll just check it just to see what's going on. And all of a sudden, we started gaining followers. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I couldn't figure it out. And then Cuse Waterboy sent me a text that said, Big Game Boomers named us the number one Twitter account for Syracuse Sports. That's I was pretty proud of us for that. I was proud of me for that. I really was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. So uh, anyways, uh, thank Big Game Boomers. They follow us. So they're not, they're not scared of our content. We keep it real. Obviously. Yeah, right? So kudos to them. I believe like Jay Billis was the number one for Duke. So I mean, to, you got to put it in perspective, right? I mean, yeah, it's hey, probably different type hey. of competition depending on what school you follow, right? But yeah, yeah I mean, was number one Twitter handle for Syracuse news or something? 
for basketball news for or basketball, something for basketball like season yeah. for the basketball season uh yep. Cuse militia was the number one account for syracuse uh during the basketball season and jay billis was duke and there was a couple other kind of big names on there and I, i'm proud of that list I, I, that's, that's pretty cool and um no. we don't accomplish much around here damn it uh, we, but we've I'll been stonewalled what. on sponsorships. Bing Gabe yeah. Boomer giving us a, giving us a little bit of a shout out. It was well, uh, I think that pretty just fun. says says a little bit about Big Game Boomer. That's all you know. Because <laughs> that's uh, what I'm thinking. You know, I mean, I'm saying it's it's probably a personal opinion type thing, right? And probably. I don't know if they just go by followers or if there's actually like some type of you know investigation into who actually yeah, gives we, good news. We but. actually don't hold the most followers for a lot of the Syracuse sports. Uh, accounts for Syracuse okay. basketball accounts. So if you start thinking about individuals, there's plenty that have more than us. Yeah. Well, I'm and, sure that there's plenty of other individual platforms that would immediately eliminate us from that list. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We're used to being in that group, in fact, and that's fine. fine. That's uh, why this was so surprising. Yeah, exactly. So shout out Big Game Boomers. Yeah, we definitely uh, appreciate that. So I just realized... That I wasn't recording on the mixer, but I am recording on the backup, so that's good. Um, yes. Yeah. So anyway, that could have been a disaster. Um, all right. Yep. So let's let's start with this. Got the big game boomer out of the way. Uh, I was sent this bottle of Blanton's single barrel barrel bourbon from um, our boy Captain Patrick, and uh, and you know we we um, I've been hanging on to this thing. Uh, first for a pit win, and then for a Duke win, and then a attorney birth, and and I, I'm it's, so it's still full, okay. So obviously, because we never accomplished any of the things I was going to open it for, so I I decided the next podcast we did, I was gonna I was gonna try this stuff out. So uh, he sent me this, and it's the real deal. And I, I'm not a, I'm not really a bourbon guy, but I've tried several. I'm gonna measure this thing out. It is a small bottle, but. The stuff is hard to come by. And I want to thank Captain Patrick. I really appreciate it. Let's measure this out. It's about, let's say, a shot and a half. It's a cool bottle, though. I'm going to pour this thing over ice. I'm going to let it sit for a minute. Uh, anyway, thank you, Captain Patrick, for that. This is going down the hatch. Joe, did <laughs> Captain Patrick ever send you any gifts through the mail? No. No? Oh, well, sorry. No. No. <laughs> hey, look, look. <laughs> what? Like you've said many times, many, many times before, um, I just show up and talk. That's it. Basically. I mean, you do, you do all the, the heavy lifting, and I do appreciate and let you know that I appreciate you for that. Um, you do. You do a, a lot of the Twitter stuff, which is why Big Game Boomer and, and being named that pretty much is your I, W. I, I mean, I'm happy for us. Well, we're, we're a team. Show, we're a team. But – but you run the. I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah, but you, Joe, my my Twitter skills aren't that great. Mostly just. No, I mostly than just. Mine. I mostly just say stuff. Um, I spew nonsense sometimes, and sometimes I spew truth. The truth really hurts people sometimes. But other than that, I'm just a live tweeter during games. That's yeah. it. So, and most of that's nonsense. Yeah, but you hit up news too. You know, I do, you make sure that bit. when stuff comes up, everything's good. I try you know? to. Yes, um, yes. You've been one of the main guys that is, you know, um, that in the past has been communicating with a lot of our followers who DM, and, That's true. you know, do the messengers and stuff like that. I mean, if people didn't know, if Q's Militia answers back, you're 
pretty much 98% of the time talking to Sean. And on top of that, bro, I mean, you take the time to like literally stream these games and point your phone toward it so people can watch these games. So, I mean, look, if there is either one of us that is deserving to get anything from any fan sent to us, that is you. Well, Joe, that means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, 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 I'm humbled by your humbleness. Thank you. Um, so. April Fool. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was That would have been good. That would have been good. Those games. Uh, those. So, all right. Since we've been gone, I got the Blantons poured. We, we talked about all the nonsense. So when we left, we, we kind of didn't know where Coach Bayheim was going or what he was going to do. And if you were like me, you were pretty pissed off about how the, everything kind of ended and even during his press conference was kind of vague. He just kind of mentioned that, you know, he hopes to be. So they made up a position for him. So he's going to stay connected as the special assistant to the athletic director, which is a long, unnecessary title. But I don't care. It keeps coach um, within arm's reach of everybody. And that's going to help with recruiting and all of these other things. And I expect to see him at plenty of games. And obviously... He's a guy that wants to stay connected with that team until, like he said, he, he you would have to carry him out of the dome in a casket. I mean, and that's probably how this thing's going to end, right? So, uh, I mean, I envision him being like Sister Jean. You know, <laughs> yeah, until yeah, he yeah. Goes, like he's going to be to the games. He's going to go with the. I mean, I, that's that's how I envision it. You know, he's yeah. just he he bleeds orange. You know, and and I feel like he's going to be part part of that school until he is no longer. Yeah, um, think that's how he wants it, and yeah, and uh, probably would have. He doesn't plan on moving. No, and, and with that said, you know some of the dynamics with the with the retirement, and not, and admittedly so, I was um, very skeptical of maybe um, losing to Bayheim and wondering what was going to happen. Coach Autry stepping right in and and being able to keep some guys and we'll talk about that and I'm I, I I remain pretty optimistic I feel like for next year right now as of right now I mean I've, I don't have expectations but I'm optimistic you know a couple of the questions I think that are still hovering are, are is Gerard's case um, Jesse's case and Judah's case Gerard's entered the transfer portal he's got one more year of eligibility Jesse obviously has a number of options. Um, don't see him transferring, but maybe going overseas, right? He's got another year of eligibility. Judah, obviously, as a freshman, has all kinds of options. He's testing the waters. So for Gerard, you know, there is a lot of criticism for Gerard. I think it was kind of a rocky relationship um, between the fans and, and Gerard through the four years that he was here. Um, some inconsistencies. He was hot or cold or, you know, he's, you know, but at the end of the day, this guy's entered the transfer portal, and he's got some serious offers, including Pitt and Clemson. And those are my top two for him not to go to, and my top one is Pitt, actually. And um, I would just be floored and absolutely um, – I would be totally disappointed if Joe went to another ACC team. And I really don't want to see that. But he's got other af- offers, uh, Tennessee, Auburn, Butler – LSU, Florida, Ohio State. This according to Noon's Magician, I think. Um, from a tweet, too, by the way. Uh, BYU, Nebraska, Stanford. So Loyola, Chicago. Um, some good schools there, man. Some some really good schools. And I just don't want to see him. Obviously, he's going to get more attention, right? Averaged, what, 16 points a game last year. And um, 
30, 38% from three, which isn't that bad at all, um, despite what how people perceive his play. But as long as he doesn't go to the ACC, I wish him luck. And um, a little bittersweet, kind of, for me, as Syracuse brings in J.J. Starling, who, who rose to the number one transfer nationally, I think at this point, according to Noon's Magician. And um, Starling's going to be a, a big uh, addition. I feel like if I have to choose, I, I feel like J.J.'s ceiling is much higher than Joe's. And with his youth and um, athleticism, I feel like it's a better fit. Uh, that's just how I feel at this point about it. I was really kind of upset about J.J. going to Notre Dame to begin with. Average 11 points this year, just about three rebounds this year. That was one, the kids from Baldensville, and that was one that I remember. You know, there's a couple of recruits that when we lose them, it sticks with me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and J.J. was was one of them. I really thought we should have, would have, could have had him. And, you know, Notre Dame, not with the best season this past year, and um, with Autry stepping up, I'm sure Autry was recruiting him, right? So he's already yeah, been there, done that. And Autry becomes coach, and, and here we are. We're going to have, um, you know, it's going to look good. I feel like it looks good. If Judah comes back, that looks really good. And the reason I think Judah comes back is because Joe is going in the portal. I mean, we'd be in, and I don't, I don't know. I just feel like that's how it feels to me. I feel like if he doesn't, if Judah doesn't come back, it could be a, a problem but joe your take on Definitely. just just joe his offers um you know his time with the orange a little sad for me to see him finish off his career somewhere else uh, i really hope that he stays i just feel like he might be taking a back seat if judah comes back and you got jj starling too right and that's realistically probably that's what's going on i mean we don't know exactly what happened in the off season, but you know, these coaches, Archer, he's got to come in and he wants to make a statement and he wants to, you know, think, you know, all of these assistant coaches always have their little things that they might talk to the head coaches about, but ultimately it's the head coaches, you know, it's their decision on what, what they do. Um, so he wants to make a splash and you know that he's having these conversations with these players about, um, you know, their intent, what they want to look like. I mean, when we look back at it, what was it? Two days two days after Autry was named head coach three days and JJ Starling was yeah. already, you know, and John bowl, he put his name in the transfer portal, opened up a scholarship. JJ Starling came over. So, um, of course, Mike Bray leaving Notre Dame, um, you know, made that a little bit easier, but I think JJ did want to go to Syracuse. And I think the reason he chose Notre Dame and it kind of looks this way is, is because, um, because Jim said that Joe was going to start. Mm-hmm. I think that Judah and JJ, I, I mean, I told you that I've heard some chatter that they were seen together in Miami Beach, like hanging out and stuff. I think they're friends. Uh, I think they wanted to play together. And I think the reason they didn't last year was because um, Beheim was going to start Joe and JJ wanted to start. Um, you look at the 247 sports, they got the rankings for the transfers. They had um, they have Joe Girard ranked as the 20th transfer. So all these Joe uh, Girard haters and stuff like that. I mean, you you already went through the names of the teams and everything like that. Um, there's places for them, there's spots for them. Now, of course, we don't know those conversations from those teams or, or, you know, I'm imagining some of those teams are probably talking to him like, like Autry did about, you know, this, if you come here, this is going to be your situation. You know, you're going to come off the bench, you're going to come in, you're going to, you know, get 20, 25 minutes and you're going to be able to shoot. And we expect you to, to bring some scoring, but I don't know if that's what he wants. I, I think that's why he went to the transfer portal because he wants to, in his last season, 
go to a team where he starts and he gets to show, you know, his all of the, the things that he can do. Um, maybe go to a team that's I, got. I think like Butler looks like. I mean, he he. I feel like he, Joe would fit good with Butler at Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? And uh, I mean, honestly, to me, go to a team where they got more offensive balance, where. You're not going to be the main guy where you're just running around and the, their best defenders chasing you and you're mm-hmm. getting doubled. And I mean, it was hard for him. And you know, other teams made it hard for him because they knew that we only had so many options on offense. Um, he goes to a team where he's fourth, fifth coming off the bench. Um, then he's going to be forgotten about sometimes. He's going to be able to make some plays. So I do see, I mean, sometimes just places in situations, they just outgrow people and places and stuff like that. And I just think that, you know, as bittersweet as it is, um, you know, I think that it's it's better off for him to go somewhere and finish his career instead of in his fifth year coming back on his COVID year, taking a back seat to somebody else coming in and, and playing less minutes. Uh, so to me, it, it makes sense. I feel like you know, it's kind of you know, new coaches changes. Just get just go somewhere else. And, you know, he's been getting killed. <laughs> Go somewhere where a fan wants you. You know, go somewhere where fans are like, oh, I am guarantee you wherever he goes, these fans are going to be like, oh, man, this guy scored. He was fifth in scoring in ACC. He could shoot from anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you had a guy like Joe Girard eyeballing your school, you would be happy about it. I mean, you know, he he's a talented guy. Just didn't, wasn't, I mean, he wanted to be here bad enough to where maybe he knew it wasn't the perfect fit or the greatest fit, but. He did what he could anyway, right? He was getting the minutes. He did get the showcase. Um, but just the style, I don't think, fit him as good as it could somewhere else. And just like, like to your point, yeah. So, Well, now you got the coaching changes and there's going to be new things going down. You know, He's going to be doing different things. And, I mean, just go get a refresh somewhere else, you know? I, I just think that it's, it's just time, you know? I mean, he did uh, – to me, like, I, I think he's a good player. But I think sometimes just the fits in certain certain situations with schemes and coaches and stuff like um, sometimes you got to make the move. And uh, I was in I'm not going to lie. I was in the camp of I'm kind of ready to see Joe kind of move on, see something different. But it's not because he's a bad player. It's just because, like you said, it's the fit and the way that the fans are getting to him and everything. It's just there's a lot going on. And, you know, as much as I wanted him to to go and get a fresh start, I wasn't the guy that was, you know, calling him names and saying that he's oh and finally can he can go play at the level that he should be playing at well you know he's obviously getting a lot of a lot of attention from a lot of good schools and he's going to go to a good school and hopefully it's not a school like you said that can come back and beat us two possibly three times do you do um, you would not want to see joe gerard in a pit jersey Okay. No, that would I suck. absolutely. I don't want in any ACC jersey, let alone, <laughs> but especially because we play them two times every single year. Right, right. So, I mean, that's just not what you want. So no. he's twentieth in, in in the transfer portal, and and uh, JJ is ranked third. Who's a number three transfer according to two four seven sports, and I don't know if that's okay, well, because I, of the amount of eligibility. I saw according to, I believe it was inside the Loud House, he rose to number one. At one point, well, at least when this I mean, was written. So yeah, well, I th- I think that there was um there's been a couple guys right. since that okay. have okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, so there's a pretty decent center and, from uh, Oregon that just went and put his name in. So and Joe was ninth at one point, 
but you say he's 20 yeah. now currently. So um, well, this, this, this is according to 247 Sports. There's a bunch yeah, of Yeah, I know, and know, everybody's uh, got their own rankings, right? So, um, mm-hmm. so, so you know, I believe Judah comes back. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that he comes back. Obviously, but I'm, but if I think it's just my gut feeling. So, anyways, uh, the one big one though would be Jesse. I mean, gosh, if Jesse could come back, that would be amazing, right? Because yep. if he doesn't, we're oh, kind yeah. of in trouble. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if anybody wants insight into that, you know, go ahead and uh, go on YouTube or any t- any place. Look for uh, the Devo and Chris Joe show. Listen to their podcast. I will tell you that it is um, explicit explicit language, so be okay with the swearing and stuff. But you get some good stuff in there and some insider stuff and some information that you know. It seems like people they know that certain things are going to happen. It just hasn't been announced yet. I'm not going to lie. I hope I don't get my hopes up by listening to it and getting some of the information that I that I heard, um, but it just hasn't been um, announced yet. So, you know, to in their situation, it's kind of they're guessing, but you know, or speculating. But well, obviously, obviously, Eric has. I mean, if you want to talk about a guy with connections to Syracuse basketball, and uh, you know, in the pedestrian world, which is where Eric is now, it doesn't get any deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, if you listen, if, yeah. I mean, if you listen, you know, he speculated that Benny was coming back. Benny came back. You know, he speculated who the assistant coach was going to be, who we're going to talk about here in a second, and they chose that. And he was saying it before it actually got called. Um, and the other, the last episode that he talked about, he said the same thing about Jesse that that Jesse was coming back. But obviously, um, we're not going to report on that. We're not going to say that it's a hundred percent because obviously it hasn't been you know verified by him. But just going by. Devo's track record so far in the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's hard not to be a little excited and think that that's that's the truth or that he does have some insider info. But we're not going to know until it's announced, obviously. And Judah has till June twelfth to take his name out of the NBA draft. So right, which <clears throat> will be um, on pins and needles for that. So uh, you mentioned Benny coming back. I don't. That's Benny and Chris both coming back because they're both kind of a surprise. But this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about, you know, one of the guys that was skeptical about coach leaving and an emotional attachment there, probably more than anything. But when you think about, well, what's it going to look like? And, you know, how, how are these kids going to react going forward? And then you get both of those guys coming back. I think it just, that's why I remain optimistic for next year. It's why I remain optimistic about Judah. This is not abnormal for guys like Judah to go test the waters and come back. If you are on our social media, you saw Joe actually post Tyler Lydon. <laughs> Joe's first post in like a year. Uh, he posted <laughs> Tyler Lydon talking about, I guess he's, that must be a podcast or something or what? He's got a podcast? I mean, everybody's got a podcast uh, these days. I don't days. know if he's got one or if he well, was, he did I don't a, know. He did a video at the very least talking about how fans who criticize guys for going and testing the water to better themselves basically are not true fans. Because how do you think that those athletes and um, student athletes are going to react when they see that kind of negativity uh, or that kind of negative reaction on social media when people just 
flip their shit. I mean, just calm the hell down for a second. This isn't, this is, this is uh, NCAA basketball 101 these days. If you're if you're on the cusp or you're a fringy NBA guy, you're gonna go there. You're gonna practice. You're gonna talk to people. You're gonna get guidance. You're gonna get looked at. You're gonna get evaluated, and you're gonna take that information. And a lot of times, you're just gonna come back, and you're gonna use the. You're gonna take all of that information, and you're gonna apply it back to to your college career, and then um, go ahead the next year and and. Um, Implement that and put it towards your MBA game. What are you trying to show me, Joe? You're distracting me while I'm talking and thinking at the same time and trying to read your phone. Is that the green oh, room? Wow. You want to get in the green room? Joe, Joe wants oh, to get was, in the green room. I was, I was asking if we were going live without asking and interrupting your thoughts. No, so you just interrupted my thought by putting your phone right in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an app. Um, so anyways, with that said, Joe... Uh, just, You're just 100% to, right. Right? So this this isn't, this isn't, it didn't scare me at all yet. It doesn't scare me until he says, I'm one of those people that's like, this stuff's out of our control. I'm not going to freak out about Judah leaving until Judah leaves. Judah hasn't left yet. Okay? Right. Joe says he's got till June 12th. So if on June 12th or before then he says that he's going to leave, then I'll freak out maybe a little bit. But... With the way things are lining up, with Joe going in the portal and getting JJ, it just seems like to me he's going to he's going to um, get evaluated and take that information and apply it to his game and and better himself probably for next year. Honestly, I mean that's what it's for, right? Like realistically, if you play your freshman year and you're already in like second round mock drafts and you got you know you know you're having um um oh god what are they called? What? What are what called? Talent? Agents. Scout, agents. Scouts? You're having yeah, agents. Yeah. You're having agents hit you up talking about, oh, I've been talking to executives. They got you this. They got you that. Trying to get, you know, all that stuff. Um, in your freshman year, then you know that you have the talent to be an NBA player. So why wouldn't you take advantage of going? I mean, Joe Girard's doing the same thing. Yeah, he's doing the same now, thing. I, I likely think, think he's going to transfer. Right. Well, so he he kind of pulled the same thing Quincy did, right? A right. Couple yeah, years yeah, ago. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm going to test the waters and I'm going into the transfer portal. So basically you're going to test the waters. But if you come back, then you're transferring. But essentially, I think that's what that was, is he he's transferring and he's going to go test the waters, a.k.a. get some feedback from NBA executives to figure out what you need to do to get better. Um, It would be stupid for a player not to take advantage of that. Which is why I don't understand when you have all these fans where as soon as he said, oh, I'm going to test the waters, but I'm going to keep my eligibility. Where right there he's telling you, you know, he didn't sign an agent. He's keeping his eligibility. So what are you flipping out about? Right? And I, then I, he's got a chance to go – he's got a chance to go figure out what he needs to get better at. Like so why are you going to – oh, you need to do the – now all of a sudden everybody's an NBA, you know, scout. You, know, you need to do this and he's got to do this and you can't do – you know, all – and you say all these negative things about somebody and their game – off because you want them to come back <laughs> you see what i mean like it doesn't make any sense like if you wanted him to come back then you wouldn't say negative things but because people are upset because he's not coming back they want to point out all the negative stuff as to why he should come back it doesn't help people come back correct you know right I mean, it's if you a negative to come back to your school then why would you say anything negative about them 
Right. It's a it, negative connotation. It's not going to get, it's not going to excite people to come back. And, you know, you've got to just hope that there are, that those guys who do this realize that it's just immaturity and, and people just pop off. I mean, you know, first of all, it's really rude. It's really rude. It makes the whole fan base look bad. It's rude. Oh, 100%. It, it's rude as hell. How, how many it, options can you go there, right? It's, Oh, good. Good luck to you. Oh, hey, Judah, go get go get your feedback and come back and be a beast next year. You know what I mean? Like, thanks for the year. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do instead of, oh, you can't shoot threes. And he, you know, made so many bad mistakes at the end of the game. He's not strong enough to be in the NBA. Bad decision maker. You're going to ruin your career, blah, blah, blah. And you just start going down. the. Why? Why? Because if he gets an agent and he goes to the NBA draft, then if you want to trash him, then trash him. That's up. To, that's all. You, that's that's up to you if you want to do that. But come on. I mean, you want him come back, on. right? <laughs> I would assume. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why any issue fan would not want him to come back. Oh, absolutely. And it's kind of like the the Joe thing. I, I somewhat understand, but there was a tumultuous relationship between Joe and the fans, too. And um, my biggest criticism of Joe, I think, is that. He de- never changed his haircut in four years. It's the same thing. Like, do something else with it. That's it. If you didn't notice, he was very. He's a very routine base. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. All day, just pretending like he's shooting ghost jumpers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's very. He looked like he wore the same type of socks, the same type of shoes, had the it's same true. haircut. He never changed in four years. His appearance never changed. <laughs> Nothing about him changed. I think he got a little bit stronger. He got a little bit stronger, possibly. And, you know, he really wasn't that bad this year. Fifth in, AC, fifth in the ACC in scoring. I mean, that's pretty damn good. 20, the ACC is pretty stout. Top score in Syracuse history. Yeah, and he did break, he did break that, too. Break that um, barrier into the top 20, too. And... You know, the most seriously speaking, though, the 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 thing, the biggest criticism I would have for Joe is the inconsistencies, and um, I always compare it to Trevor Cooney because that was my biggest criticism of him too. It's just inconsistent. But um, anyway, I would still take him back if he was willing to play a, a kind of a shadow role um, to uh, Judah and and JJ. But anyway, um, so Chris and, and Benny coming back, Joe. How how did how did they improve? Now we know Chris Chris has got he's a ta- they're both talented guys, but Chris was super impressive m- many times during the season as a freshman, and if he can get in there and get a little bit better, I mean this I think the sky's the limit for him. Um, as far as Benny goes, I, again just inconsistency, and I feel like. Um, I feel like it is. It is it makes total sense for him to come back and, and keep working on it. But um, I like that Chris is coming back. The, obviously, we I think we all knew there was not going to be any rumblings of Malik Brown, but they could use a little help there. I feel like too, right? So we got to get in the portal for another forward or what? Do, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I know they are. They are. Well, I mean, currently right now you're looking at a situation where I think we're looking out. And we're reaching out to people to kind of see what our options are. But I don't think you really know what the move is until, I mean, we have one scholarship right now available. So obviously if Judah comes back, if Jesse comes back, well, then you're talking about a situation where we could help in the, you know, we could use some help in the forward situation, but 
we do have to understand what 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 we're doing at the same time right like malik brown he's going to expect to get some type of playing minute or you know playing time after what he did last year totally agree so if we bring somebody in to go and if we bring somebody in to go over him or to go over benny i mean i have to imagine any type of legit transfer that we're going to get is going to be somebody who's going to want to come in and start right or play yeah, I would say I would say start. You don't go in the transfer portal to not start, unless you're talking about a true freshman, maybe that went in and just didn't like his, you know, still needs to de- to develop, but just maybe think there was a coaching change, maybe yeah, or something like that. There's not too many right? of those, though. I don't think. Do you think? I don't think. So. Mm, problem, no, no, <laughs> probably no, not. No, but no. with with that said, though, with that said, though, I think most of the guys that are going in, if we're gonna pull someone out of the portal, they're gonna be expected to start, and that's a oh, bit JJ. of a conundrum. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. JJ. Sure. I mean, yeah. JJ. He he was told he was going to start. Absolutely. So what's so what's the move, right? Yeah. Um, does Joe leave? Is Judah not coming back? We don't know. But and, um, and they got their feelers so, out there on a, on a on more than one guy, I'm sure. But there's a there's a Zach Hicks from Temple. He's a six seven forward. If everybody comes back, I guess this is a possibility. The one thing about this guy is, um, where is it? It's 338 of 500 of his shots from behind the arc. 78%. That dude, how is that even possible? No way. Huh? 78% In his two seasons at Temple, 78%, 388 of 500 of his shots came from behind the arc. So oh, 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 so he, that's that's not threes. made. I'm sorry. That's not made. So that's how he, he shoots. He's, in the past two years, he's shot 78% of his shots from behind the arc. Yes. So anyway. Um, he averaged eight, eight points a game and four boards in about 20, 21 minutes. This according to, um, this is uh, according to inside the loud house. So yeah, well, Neil, Neil Adler. Um, but I'll tell you what, I mean, I'm, I'm worried about this little, this last scholarship we have in the transfer portal and all that because, because you have to wait like so long. Telling. no. No, I think that it's t- – look, we don't know if Jesse or Judah are coming back yet, right? Correct. Now, Joe had to go because of playing time and stuff like that. But also, if you bring in another guard, I mean, is that basically them saying, well, I mean, Judah's not coming back? Or is it a guard that's just going to come off the bench and shoot threes? Maybe Hicks is okay with doing that. But then what does that say to Copeland? Does Copeland come back? I mean, and that's that's realistically this new era, you know, what you got to worry about. Um. You know, Bell's coming back. Benny's coming back. Like I said, Malik Brown played good enough and should be expecting minutes. If you bring somebody in that just puts them all to the bench, including Justin Taylor, then what do they yeah. do after next year? Well, right? What do you do so, with the one scholarship? I think I think if everybody comes back, you you maybe look towards. I mean, you're looking at. I mean, you could fill almost any position with that one scholarship, but it's not a starting position. That's the problem. That's the problem. So I mean, do you not fill it? Do you? take a flyer on somebody in the 2023 class late i mean most of those guys are gone do you find somebody late i I mean i don't know but you're gonna have to find somebody that's gonna be willing to come in and develop and and not yeah it's an interesting kind of conundrum right because because you definitely could go out go ahead well if we go out tomorrow and we get a center transfer right is that them saying that well jesse's Jesse's not not coming coming back back. (laughs) yeah i know it's weird or or you, and then you that say means we have another one, right? Right. Or you you're waiting till till Judah, who is likely going to be the last one to 
make a final decision, I guess. It doesn't have to be, but that's the big one, I think, that and Jesse. And we haven't heard a peep out of Jesse. And like you said, Eric seems Eric Devendorf seems to be pretty confident that Jesse's coming back. Now, I don't know if that's a, a bulk or what, or if he's just getting over his skis. But, but me, personally, I would tend to believe what if Eric Devendorf's pretty confident about something, I would tend to believe him. So, you know, I mean, I guess they wait to see what Judah's going to do. And, you know, maybe you're, you're hanging around the portal and, and just putting your feelers out to guys until you know what you're going to have. And then, yeah, you know, maybe by then it might be too late. Maybe then you do can, maybe then you can find a developmental guy like you're talking about. You know, a freshman that didn't right. that didn't fit or get the playing time he was promised, or maybe the coach left, like you said. I mean, there's a number of ways to look at it, but I think the forward position looks pretty good next year. I don't know what this team looks like next. Year. What's the what's the defense look like? What's the what's the offensive sets going to look like? Are we going to have this freestyle type offense? Are we going to have? Is Coach Autry going to be more? calm plays from the sidelines type stuff. Is it going to be, you know, what's it going to look like? What's energy going to look like? I, I, I'm super excited about it, and, but also like cautiously optimistic about the whole thing. And, you know, with as much time as we have to really know what we're looking at for next year, I still remain pretty positive about what we got and, and how it looks in returning as many people as we are. Um, it's going to be a seasoned team. I said it a hundred times throughout the year that if if we can get this team to come back then it's i mean the sky's the limit for them you know oh I mean, yeah yeah i mean 100 percent. we get that we can get an experienced guy in there i think realistically um i think as much as you <laughs> they keep saying that it's going to be different they keep saying all that stuff and honestly every move that i've seen it kind of tells me that it is um and the only reason i say that is because if we want to go fast, we want to play man, stuff like that. And then realistically, obviously, all these other people coming in and playing too, um, then Joe isn't just – he's not going to be a good fit, which is why I think he transferred um, because I think Autry wants to do it a little bit different. I think he wants to go a little bit deeper. Um, I don't know if he necessarily wants to slow the game down. I think he's going to use the 2-3 zone to sometimes be able to just jump back in and slow people down and throw them a little, you know, different defense to kind of – get them going or whatever but i mean i think we're going to be offering a lot more playing time because benny and chris bell don't stay and then we get jj star i mean it's i think there's gonna be a lot more pressing fast pace man-to-man up and down i think that they're going to be subbing more i think there's gonna be more minutes to be had for the people on the bench and probably less minutes than the starters i mean how long are you going to go with running five starters at 30 you know, mid 30 minutes, you know, yeah. I mean, I just, that's, this is hard. This is hard to do. It's definitely hard to do if you're playing more fast paced. I'm a big so, fan of the, the fast pace. That's what we grew up with. You know, that's what it used to be. Fast paced offense, the run and gunning, the, the, the fast break stuff, you know, defense into offense, like the old school Syracuse vibe. It's been missing for some time. And, um, Autry was in one of those, on one of those teams. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he knows how to do he it. He was there when they were playing like that. Yeah, exactly. He was right after Coleman and all of them. He played with Billy Owens mm-hmm. and John Wallace and Lawrence Moten. He played with those guys, and that was... Wasn't he with Hopkins, a different, too? 
Was he yeah. with Hopkins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I so, mean, um, in around that era, right? that was the so. golden age for me, Syracuse sports, despite the 2003 championship, that was what I grew up with. And that's what I, you know, when I, when I say I bleed orange, it stems from that era, you know, mid to late eighties, um, was the, was what I remember as a kid and how I would, would signature Syracuse basketball as would be that. Um, I remember Lawrence Moton was mine. Yeah. The high like, socks. And the, yeah. The high socks that became a trend too. all, you know, as kids no, yeah. throughout Syracuse, my brother did that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're what, three years older than me, three or four, four. Yeah. So that makes sense. You know, you remember a little bit. I vaguely remember Adrian Autry vaguely. But I mean, it was Lawrence Moten, and then into that '96. It was. I mean, Derek Coleman was my first like favorite athlete. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it was a beast. See, now I remember. I remember watching Nets games with my dad because my dad loved, loved. Um, the Nets because he liked Drazen Petrovic because he was from the same country that my grandfather's from, and uh, then Derek Coleman got drafted to him. So we we used to watch the Nets. I remember watching the Nets in the NBA. When Derek Coleman was playing, and they had Drazen Petrovic, um, so I remember that portion of it. So that's why that's when I started remembering and watching basketball like that was when Derek Coleman got drafted, and right after that. And I, yeah, uh, I just Adrian missed Autry, Lawrence I just missed the the Pearl years. So you know, never I don't ever remember mainly Fieldhouse Live or anything nope. like that, unfortunately. But um, you know, the videos last forever that place was a that place was a you want to talk about a loud house you want to talk about a loud house you want to talk about a rowdy place i say we go back let's do that that place don't have that, that they don't have all that empty noise or that empty space yeah that, that, like on top of each other in there it, that place was electric my gosh they crammed him in there too it was awesome like to go back and watch those teams play in that in that arena, man. Oh my gosh, what I wouldn't give to get a glimpse of that live. Good night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, Brent, uh, Brendan Strawn, he's been named uh, assistant coach by Adrian Autry. He comes from George Washington. He uh, was recruiting Autry's son Trey um, to George Washington. He's spent some time with Jim Laranega on Miami staff. So. Um, a guy from the Delmarva area, right? From Maryland, correct? So from what? F- Delmarva. He's from Maryland, correct? DMV, right? Delmarva. We call it Delmarva oh, here. Okay. We don't do that. Uh, uh, DMV. It reminds me of obviously the DMV. Uh, anyway, <laughs> someone. I mean, and look, that's a great. That's a. That is a route. If you have a route there in that area in the tri-states area, uh, that's a, that's a, that's kind of a big deal. It's a lot of talent comes out of that area, you know, right there. And, um, I don't know much about Brendan, but you know, obviously coach Autry has some faith in him being that he was recruiting his son and, and things like that. So, um, and, and plus, I mean, who doesn't love Jim Laranega who, who bought a final four team this year? You know what I'm saying? So, um, he spent some time there, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's coach Bayheim's doppelganger, you know, what, come on, what was it? You didn't like that? No. Okay. That's, I mean, that's fair. It's fair. 
all the final. I mean, they got a lot coming back from an elite I eighteen. They just know. got a couple transfers. I know. Look, I'm rooting. I'm a Miami fan right now. I'm a Miami fan right too. now. I'm rooting for Miami. Okay. So I feel like UConn's got this thing in lockdown. I think the only ones that are going to spoil it is, is Miami. Um, but anyway, uh, I just like going to add that dig in there because I thought that was ridiculous last year. That's all. Or this mm. past year, I should say. So uh, anyway, spent some time with Larinaga. Great coach. And um, I think that's a, you know, I guess Eric Devendorf's pretty excited about it, right? Says dude's a real deal. He called this one before it was official too, correct? So mm-hmm. that says a lot. You know, you get um, a guy like Devendorf giving given his um, his approval there. So uh, a non, by the way, obviously, a, a non-alum hire. And it's good to bring in some outside force, you know? And I don't know much about the guy, but it's exciting. I think new faces are, are great. And it seems like, obviously, he wouldn't be getting hired if he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, you got to kind of – I mean, we've, we've gone outside the family to get um, – to get coaches and assistant coaches before help this out, you know, Troy Weaver, you know, stuff like that. But, um, just the fact of just where he's come from, you know, I mean, he, he played him, like you said, played in Baltimore, coached in Baltimore in the AAU circuit. I mean, he's coached AAU kids that are still in college. You know what I mean? So, um, really good recruiter. And obviously him and Autry have had a relationship for a little while. And, um, I, I honestly love the hire. To be perfectly honest with you, um, the uh, the telling thing, realistically, is that I think the same day or the next day or something after he got hired, um, he had a, a player that we've been recruiting announce that he was going to take a, a, vi- a visit. So, um, what's his name? Donnie Freeman. He's the thirty yeah. third best. Pro- Best prospect in uh, the 2024 class. Um, also, um, our other forward. prospect commit from 2024, Elijah Moore. He's he's staying. Um, he was recruited by Autry, so he's not leaving. He was the only commit that we had, and now this guy, um, you know, he announced he was he announced that he was going to come in and do a visit after right after this. So, I mean, I feel like he's already making an impact. Um, he coached Benny Benny Williams, and he's staying. Um, these guys are staying. So he he that's, put a tweet out um, um, dangling some uh, red meat in front of Orange Nation's face, you know, telling him about his official visit April sixth or eighth, and uh, got some attention for that. So he's dangling the carrot. That's it, promising, yeah. right? A four star yeah, guy, I mean, a four star guy too. Oh yeah, I mean, if you're talking about top, you know, thirty three, I mean, I'll take it every day. So. I mean, he's already making an impact, man, and um, on the recruiting trail. I mean, who knows if he comes, but just the fact that we've been recruiting this guy, trying to get him to come on you know, an official, and you know, he didn't announce it until this guy gets hired. So, I mean, I think it's pretty telling. Um, and obviously, it's just you know um, presumption or things like that, but uh, there was a big man, four-star center, um, <clears throat> Hunter Dickinson, 7-1 center, from Michigan that entered transfer portal today. Um, and he is from the DC area and was also coached by this Brendan Strong um, in AAU. So not saying that it's, he's definitely, I mean, he's Kentucky. He went on a, a visit and I think they've reached out, um, stuff like that, but this guy's not going to come here 
unless Jesse doesn't come back. But, you know, just a little article that I saw today um, by uh, Neil Adler and Inside the Loud House. Um, you know, they always speculate when somebody goes in the transfer portal and there's some type of coaching connection or something like that. So um, that was thrown out there today as well. So Interesting, interesting. Okay. Um, all right. I think that's it for uh, catching catching ourselves up on the basketball stuff. So the football, obviously, we've got training camp – Train, uh, spring um, practice going on. And my biggest takeaway out of that so far is that, first of all, Garrett Schrader had surgery on his right arm, which explains quite a bit, right? And now we don't know when this happened, but we have to imagine sometime during the season, early, or maybe even last season. I don't, I don't know, Joe. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they talked to Coach Babers and they said that it's been something that's been lingering for a few years. Okay, a few years even. Maybe it could have been before he even came here then, uh, if that's the case. Yeah. So, um, Something that he can rehab, and it gets better for a little while, but then after right, you know, like physical so therapy, many throws, it right. starts to, yeah. Yeah. So he's probably been dealing with that ever since he's been here, and it explains some of the inconsistency in the throws, and you know when he was spot on at the beginning of the year, and then it kind of started to fade a little bit. Obviously, it's probably attributed to maybe the wear on that arm, but he's got – the surgery um, done and over with, and he's just not going to be able to um, participate through training camps uh, because he's going to be doing the rehab on that. But he will be ready for um, the season. And with that said, obviously, um, Del Rio, Wilson, and Justin Lampson are getting the snaps during practice. And they were, I think there was a couple safeties. They were trying to, I think they were doing some some drills trying to get out of the end zone at like the two-yard line. And it was not impressive uh, to coach. And um, I, I believe he, 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 you know, said some out-of-character things. I, was, I saw a quote, something about like, we need to stop this shit or something, clean this shit up or something along those lines. But, um, you know, look. Is the defense holding that strong? Is is the um, is the offense that rusty? Is it a combination of both? I gotta imagine it's maybe a combination of both. But um, you know, just not a lot of stuff coming out of there. But I guess that's some news. Also, I did see who are these twins? Are these guys twins? Who yeah, are they, they are twins. Um, where where the hell did I put this? Um, Trayvon die in. Treshawn Dye. They're from um, New Jersey. DMV area, right? <laughs> no, they're from oh. Jersey. <laughs> they're from Jersey. <laughs> one's a running back and one's an athletic uh, position, right? So um, both three stars, I think, by 247. And this is for next year, but a couple of a couple of uh, verbal commits there. Um, just thought I'd mention because I had it written down. But anyway, yeah, so... Um, Garrett not going to be able to do any spring uh, spring practice stuff. Uh, doesn't really worry me that much. I think it's good that these other guys are getting some snaps and kind of seeing what we got as far as that goes. Obviously, I think Garrett needed to get this done. And um, as long as he's ready by, I don't think these guys are a threat right now to um, contend for the starting position. I think when my hope is that when Garrett is, is through rehab and ready to go, that we're going to see – what we saw at the beginning of last year and um, someone who's going to be um, pretty dynamic and accurate. He was pretty accurate for the, for the first part of last year and in, in dynamic to say the least. So 
Well, I mean, that's, that explains the injury, though, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's like a wear and tear injury where, you know, at the beginning of the season, you're good to go and then take a couple hits, a bunch of throws while bunch you're getting throws. hit, stuff yeah. like that. You got to, you got to, you know, put your arms down to stop you from, you know, falling and all that kind of stuff. Like, um, it eventually gets to a point to where it starts hurting more and more and more. And I think that that's what probably attributes to the fact. I mean, we've seen it two years in a row where in the back half of the year, he starts to get a lot less. You know, um, a lot less accurate, accurate and and things like that. And he starts. He seems like he's beat it up a lot. So, um, uh, Babers, he said that this. You know, the doctor said that. You know, if it works, then you're going to get a a better um, arm that can sustain. You know, more stuff, which means that he should be able to. You know, do what he does throughout a whole season, or it's at worst going to be what it's been. Um, so, I just hope that. It, this he gets through this fast enough to where he can still he can get continuity with the receivers and and all that kind of stuff um linemen stuff like that um through the summer and all that kind of stuff like that uh, spring spring practice does give you know players a chance to to get used to that stuff and um yes it is good that Lampson and Del Rio Wilson are getting those reps just in case something does happen to Schrader but I just hope that it doesn't Affect you know or take away, like I, I'm just hoping that Gary didn't need these reps 100 percent you know during spring practice. I, I, and I hope I, that he's I'm ready to go come fall. I'm confident that he, he and he, I think everybody benefits from the reps. I think everybody probably needs it. So I, I'm I just I don't know. I, I just depends for me, man. I I don't really. I got to get a I got to get a thirty thousand foot view of of this football team before I even start speculating about that. There's just so much to it, you know. There's so many moving parts, and we're not getting a lot of information. I mean, no, no, you, you know what I'm saying. So I just don't. I don't I have no idea. Kind of left in the dark. I remain optimistic as I always do, just because we've seen the guy and we know what he can do. I mean, he's it's not his first rodeo. It's going to be his third year, and. You know, you got to imagine just the professionalism alone is going to be able to carry him through. But what's the team look like? I mean, that's my biggest. All the other guys got to, yeah, they got to get their reps too, right? So, what do our running backs look like? Some of the we don't even have all of our commits in there. You know, we're we're replacing some some good players. Three players got uh, invited to the the combine, and uh, Mikel Jones, I heard, did really good in his pro day. Um. I think that we're starting to gain a little bit of traction. Um, it's tough in the ACC with some of the players and some of the, or some of the teams and some of the ways our schedules have have kind of gone. But um, this is the first year ever since Babers is well, first year since Babers has been here since the, at all thirty two teams came to the uh, pro day in Syracuse. So um, they came from Mikael Jones. Bergeron is running up the board. I mean, he did great senior. The whole senior bowl week of practice, he did great. Did great during the game. Um, he's been doing just – he did good during the combine. Um, so Matt, Matthew Bergeron has been flying up the boards, and I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't a first-round pick. What about um, uh, Garrett Williams? Garrett Williams is – I'll tell you what, he's a hell of an interviewer. Um, he's uh, had his um, – he was just on, I think, uh, what was it, the NFL um, Network? They had some type of show on, and uh, – he was in there the other day talking about how he's going to come in and he's going to take the NFL by storm and you know saying all the all the right things. I, I watched the interview from the spring, uh, from uh, not the spring, but the pro day, and 
Um, good. I mean, he's, he's a great interviewer. I'm thinking that a lot of the teams are, are going to like what they hear and they're going to like his tape. It's just obviously how do they feel about the ACL coming back? He hasn't really run anything. He hasn't ran the 40s and everything, but he has assured teams that he's going to be good to go come um, you know, training camp. So, But he did show up and he got uh, 19 reps at 225 as a corner. Almost got 20 um, on their pro day. And if he would have done that at the combine, because I don't think he did that at the combine, but he would have been the cornerback with the most uh, reps in the bench press. So um, everything that he can work on and can do, <laughs> you know, as far as interviewing and upper body stuff, um, he's doing very, very well. It's just obviously he can't be out there running and doing all those types of drills and stuff like that. So, um, All right, let's go to Dom. Delivering mail in the rain in North Carolina. Dom, unmute yourself and uh, say your piece. Hey, guys. How you been? Great. How you been, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, how's the weather where you guys are? Um, well, it's it's about the same as what you got, except for yeah, 70, 72 cloudy and very windy, but I'm not, I don't have any rain here. Ditto. Yeah, we got like 79 and it just stopped raining. My son's over. He's over your waist for some reason today, hanging out with some friends, uh, Joe. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, good to hear you guys. Miss you guys. I, I, I've been just uh, being a nerd and listening to the Star Wars podcast because, you know. <laughs> That's desperate right there. Yes, yes. I mean, I watch the shows and then I listen about somebody else watching the shows. So, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, thank you for some content on a Saturday afternoon. I don't know what. Uh, oh, no problem, I, I bud. To be doing that or, or watching, listening to political stuff and wanting to shoot myself in the face. Yeah, anyway, that's, um, that's tiresome these days. Yeah, yes, it is. So, so um, I was just watching some of the interviews, and my biggest takeaway: two things. First one, the defensive guys in these these uh, interviews that, that Syracuse football is posting on. Uh, and yes, I am working while I talk to you. So you hear me delivering packages to people. Um, they love Rocky Long. And they said it, it, the difference between this year and last year is that he is explaining the why that you were at someone, somewhere and not just the do. And I think that that, especially for kids and coaching, it doesn't matter really what age. I mean, I've coached youth sports or coached high school baseball and stuff, never football. But kids always want to know why they have to do something. And, it, and I believe, truly believe it sticks with them more. So I love hearing that from the defense. The linebackers and, and, and uh, the linemen in the secondary all seem to love this guy. And they're like, he's not 72. That may be his age, but he can he, he get it on. And then um, the other thing they were excited about is having a, uh, for the first time, Syracuse has a nutritionist. Did you guys hear about this? I did not, but yep. we've we've made a lot of jokes about it, haven't we? We've talked about it. We've talked. Yeah. About so it. That, that, yes. <laughs> Tyler made jokes about it. We talked about it. Right. So they are. They're like, well, she's only been here a week. So you know, Syracuse style. You know, and I don't want to be negative because someone will fire me for no reason. Um, I love Brent Axe, but I won't even get into that. Um, so. <laughs> Brent Axe on Syracuse Brady. He got fired because he was too negative about Syracuse. Wait, I, I know. I, I joke. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Of course All I know right. who he is. Come on. Come okay. on. I don't know. He doesn't hey, acknowledge, he doesn't acknowledge so us, so we, we, I don't acknowledge him. Dude, he, well, he doesn't acknowledge – I don't even think he's 
acknowledge like locked on except for the times that he was forced to interview the, the dopey that's that's on there now but um <clears throat> but anyway joe loves the locked on bro don't be don't be don't be, don't be joking locked on dude you're gonna hurt joe's feelings Stop. i used to like it with, with tim and tyler <laughs> And then the string of guys that they've had on since it's just it's gone downhill like like a barrel over the Niagara Falls. Yeah, I will say this that this is probably the most consistent. Like t- Joe and our tenure, Joe is is got to be surpass any Syracuse sports podcast that's ever existed. Whether whether You're it's a best. good whether it's a good podcast or it's a ch- crappy podcast, it's our tenure surpasses anybody's. We're, we we yes. we it's been us for going on seven years. Well, you had the Orange Fizz, which after you listen to them, you want to set yourself on fire and just scream, there's no hope. <laughs> right? You're laughing because you know I'm right. No, I don't and listen then, to I don't listen to any Syracuse sports well, podcast. I really don't. I'm laughing. Then Joe knows. You're right. Right. And then Joe you got does. McAllister, which he does the podcast to sell, you know, sell clicks on, on his SI thing, which is fine. And I mean, I'm a capitalist and good. Go make money, pal. I don't sure, care. Sure, absolutely, but, absolutely. But the quality is in you guys. I mean, and I, I, I've told you this when I met you, when I, the first time I heard your podcast, the first time, I don't three, four years ago, whenever it was, I thought you were two guys who graduated from from Syracuse from from uh, their their communication schools. It is that good, seriously wow. that good. And I and I listen to a ton of like professional podcasts from. From I know this may get people not to like me on Twitter anymore. I don't care. From Dan Bongino to like even the the Rebel Force Radios, you know the Star Wars podcast. Those are two radio dudes. Like you guys sound great, and you make me laugh, and it is actually really good content. And wow, and Dom, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be delivering mail listening to you if you were garbage because you know it is what it is. You're making Joe so. blush. We appreciate That's it. All right. It's all right. It, I mean, Appreciate it, it, bud. Hey, it's it's true. And you guys are nice guys and cool to hang out with and and you know pop a beer here with at a football game and everything. Exactly. It, it is. And you know, I've kind of struck up a, a like a Twitter relationship or, or anything with with the producer of uh, of the Orange Nation guys, Jordan. And I'm trying to get you guys to get in on one of those callers on the show. But I I think that you just don't fall in the the professional parameters maybe that, that the station has. Because you're not radio guys, or you're not, you know, you're not traditional radio guys, or you're not, you know, traditional print guys, whatever. Yeah, but I don't that, think you'll, you, you'll get on there sooner or later. I don't think you need to be these days, but um, yeah, people who are those professional guys and went to school for all that stuff, they tend to steer clear of people like us. Us. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so what do you what do you what do you think? In I mean, we don't know a ton of. Uh, you said kind of said your piece on the on the football end of things, but. What do you what do you think? Just your quick thoughts so far for the Syracuse basketball uh, season next year. How do you, do, I, do you I like see what the product looks? Well, looks well, like. yeah. Well, I need you to speculate. What are you optimistic, or are you are you are you going to keep your powder dry for now? Are you are you happy with the Autry hire? Um, do you right. does it tell you anything that that Chris and Benny are staying that that Jesse hasn't announced yet? What do you think about Joe? You don't need to answer all these questions either because it'll take yeah, you three yeah. hours. No, I don't mind but... answering it because, you know. No, because I could be – I'm sad Joe's leaving. I think Joe, regardless of how good or bad he was, I enjoyed – like, he, he was there for four years. Right. Like, my kid – you know, my kids like him, and it's it's sad. I think he was the, 
Tommy DeVito of the basketball team, and if he was maybe a little bit less good, is that gooder? <laughs> I think he put myself that. If he wasn't as good as he was, he would have left like Tommy a while ago because he just was treated like garbage. And I, and I don't like that. We The, the fan base is terrible. And um, I'm glad that Chris Bell is back. I think, you know, the kids do maturing in between freshman and sophomore year. I think that he, you know, him like a lot of kids when they, you know, I have a son, he's a freshman in college right now. He's done a tremendous amount of maturing between the day he walked into the first job and the school now. So I like that. I'm glad that Benny's coming back. Um, here's my thing. Okay. And, you know, Humble Brad, I used to deliver. He, he's the assistant coach at uh, at AM, AM now. Steve broke a four days mail when he was here in East Carolina with Joe Dooley. And we became friends. He would hold his, he would call me from the road on, you know, going to AAU tournaments, asked me, you know, I, oh, I got packages coming. Could you please not deliver them? I won't be there for two weeks or whatever. And he, when he always talked about Red, he told me Red was going to be the coach. But he said, you also never want to be the guy to follow the guy. And he said that was the, the, the only thing that he worried about for Red is follow, like the next guy that followed Jim Beheim is going to have an issue. Well, I so, mean, he's been there for so long. I'm not sure if that transition, that type of thought process applies to that transition. Yeah, I, you know, I take what he says at, at uh, I don't take what he says at a grain of salt because he's in the industry. So I don't, you know, he's just like, it's, and he was honest. He goes, it's hard to recruit there. And he's, oh, yeah. he was just like, and I said, is it really because of, uh, he goes, you know, it's the, the city of Syracuse. He goes, you know, you're, he thought I've, I've been, you know, spent a lot of time there, which I never, never really have. And then, um, you know, the climate and, you know, he said all they have is really is the dome. At least that's the way that he looked at it. And um, he goes, it's just a small school and they don't spend a lot of money on stuff. As, you know, everybody knows. I mean, they just finally got a, you know, the football team finally got a nutritionist. I don't even know if the basketball team has one. So, I mean, I don't think they have one or no. Dolajai, I think, would have gained weight the four years that he was there. So, Yeah, um, and, and I mean, we also, at the same time, too, um, yeah, they, they're behind in everything. They're behind on the nutritionists. They're behind on – they were behind on the collectives, which is starting to catch up for the NILs and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, so it seems like we're behind, and, and obviously I, I thought the same thing, Don, that you said with, with Autry is, is that, you know – he better not come in here and, and play the same two three zone and play the same offense and say because like you said you're following the guy. Um, part of the reason people wanted him to gone was because of the two three zone and because they thought he couldn't adjust to the new game. So we know that Autry he's got to come in and he's got to he's got to put an impression on. He's got to do something different. Um, otherwise his leash is going to be super short. Yeah. Well, Steve said he can coach. He said he can coach. He said he has to get kids to want to come to Syracuse. So I like that he got kids to want to stay at Syracuse. And I think from what I have heard, it sounds like Syracuse is trying to pull some strings to get um, Jesse Edwards a instead of just not just a school visa, but also a work visa so that he can get some NIL money. And if Jesse comes, I think we'll be fine. I think even if Judah leaves, even if Judah goes and he gets a first-round grade and he goes, right, That that's not necessarily a bad thing for 
for Syracuse recruiting. It's not bad. You know what I mean? But um, with, with J.J. Starling coming back, I think I think that's fine. Put Taylor at the two. And, um, you know, we got another backup point guard with um, – why, why can't his name hit me right now? Just because I'm working, that's why. Um, Clear. Copeland, yes. And I – you know, another year, they, they played a little bit. They had a little bit of, uh, you know, they felt what it was like to play at a D1 level. I mean, I even remember um, oh, with Michael Carter-Williams. He didn't play a lot as a freshman. In his sophomore year, he just took off like, yeah. to a first-round pick. And, I mean, we don't – we don't with Starling, if Judah doesn't come back with Starling, we don't need you to do that. Just, you know, step up and be able to play – a backup point guard role just well enough to where you don't really see that much of a, a, a difference. So I'm, I'm, I, I want to see what it looks like the first few games and, and kick the rust off. I remember guys when, when, when Bayheim was suspended and hop was, was there and I didn't know hop, you know, I, it, this is before, like, you know, I really, you could watch stuff on the internet and, you know, ACC network and everything. And I knew that I could listen to games online and everything. I was going by the, the one or two games or three games a year that I actually was able to watch on TV. Like I was one of those fans because I lived down here or even lived in New Jersey. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't immersed in it in the way that I was now. But I remember he's in my brain. He sucked <laughs> like he can't get wins, man. I remember that. And so, you know, it is. We'll see. We'll see what the first 16, 17 games are like. My biggest thing is Syracuse fans suck. And if Audrey comes out the gate a little bit slow, what in the world is going to happen to the poor guy? Because what, some man. of Syracuse fans suck. I, Dom, yeah, I, I, I there is a, a contention to, for that argument. I mean, you can make that argument, but um, it's always the loudest voices that are the most negative. And you tend to think Syracuse. you tend to think that the whole fan base is like that, but they're not. But the problem is, is they they make the whole fan base look like that. They just make everybody yes. look bad, and it's embarrassing. So, um, all right, Dom, I appreciate you, man. Um, Guys, thanks, it was thanks great for to, to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks, absolutely, for, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it, man. You got it, guys. Have a good one. I'll be listening. All right, bud. Bye. Bye. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, there's um, you know, you could you could make an argument for for that. I, I, you know, obviously you want to keep your powder dry and see what happens right in in the year. But I think um, I think if we put the pieces back where they were, I think if anything, Autry can run on the fumes of of Bayheim for right now. And, yeah, and that's kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's that's what happens too, right? Sometimes you see coaching changes, like you said, where. They can win with their guys for a couple years, but then if they don't keep up with the recruiting and that whole game, right? Then after a couple of years, it could go downhill. So and I mean, you're um, gonna we're gonna I'm right see there the, with you. Yeah, we'll see the recruiting here. You know, we'll see what happens with um, mm-hmm. the transfer yeah. portal, and then we'll see what happens uh, going into next year. And um, yeah, just we'll see. So a lot of unknowns yeah. for football and basketball. Lacrosse team, yeah, and pick it up speaking a of that too. too well, they're playing Notre Dame right now, right? Are they winning? Yeah, I don't know. My my cable box is outside right now, so I'm kind of itching to go check it yeah, out. What are they gotcha. six and What are they six and four? Gotcha. Well, hey, how about the women's team? 
They're six and four. Women's teams undefeated, ranked first. Yeah, that's nasty. They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then as far as recruiting basketball, I just checked it out. Um, Louisville Duke for next year. You know, everyone talks about we only have one commit. Louisville and Duke have five. Pittsburgh has three. Everyone else either has two or one. And that's very, very telling of how the transfer portal has mm-hmm. changed in the recruiting game. Yeah. Um, because those those teams are waiting for transfers, waiting to see what happens, see where the balls drop, and 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 go and get the people that they need. Because I'm telling you right now, it's, it's really, really late. It's a gamble. In the 2023 class to go ahead and get some. Yeah, it's 100 percent a gamble. Um, so that's really where we're at with that. Um, to tie up the end of. Uh, football in spring practice um there's going to be obviously a couple more weeks of practice with the spring game i think what did they say april 21st at seven o'clock i want to say it's a friday night at seven yeah um it's going to be aired on acc uh network extra so you're probably gonna have to stream it from somewhere but maybe espn i don't know um ESPN and the basketball plus will have it. espn plus should have it yeah and the women's basketball team lost, I think, in the what, third round or second round um, in the NITs to Columbia, which ended up going on to the uh, to the NIT championship. So they look to be um, getting better and not a bad year for the first year for LeJet Black. And uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking about Daisha Fair saying she's coming back for another year. Um, she was the Buffalo so transfer that followed her, right? That's been killing it. Yeah. Yeah. She had a great year. Um, we did lose Tisha Hyman into transfer portal along with two other players. And only reason I, I bring up Tisha Hyman is because she's the last player on this team that, that has any ties to Quentin Hillsman. Um, so oh, interesting. Okay. now, so, uh, yeah, they're going to be going into next year and they're still going to have their, their transfers that, you know, Woodley played a really good year. She was another transfer. She was the, the, the freshman of the year there at Buffalo that came and transferred as well with Daisha Fair. So those two did very, very well. They still got some big, um, you know, some taller players that had their, their incoming freshmen that played good and they got a good recruiting class coming in. So, um, all in all to me, I mean, it's looking up. I know the last couple of years haven't been great for these sports, but to me, it looks like it's 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 starting to go up in a, in a positive trajectory. Yeah, and we'll we will see. Maybe that's um, just me. I don't know. We'll, uh, and, and as news comes out, we'll come back. Uh, it was a nice little break. Things are busy. I had a uh, yeah. Um, a work's been insane, and the kids got to be. In three different places at the same time, and that's <laughs> that's difficult. So uh, I was out of town for work this week too. I would have we would have um, we would have definitely got this thing done earlier in the week, but I was in Minnesota. Uh, that place is cold. Hmm. The place reminded me a lot of Syracuse driving around there actually. Mm-hmm. It was cold, gray. It's like the Syracuse winter. Kind of made me a little homesick actually. Um, and I almost died on a plane. I'm telling everybody this story because it's true. There was so much turbulence on this plane, bro. They made they skipped the snacks and they made the the stewardess sit down and buckle up. That's when your butthole clinches just a touch, bro. That's and I'm not a plane guy. I'm not a plane guy. I don't like planes. Um, if I could drive to where I need to be, I would have. It was a 19-hour drive from Virginia Beach, so that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so I looked at it. Trust me. I thought about it. 
<laughs> I like everybody's like, oh, the air travel's the safest travel there is. I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, by the numbers, all right. But you know what? When I'm in a car, I'm on the ground. Okay, and I have control. I hold the steering wheel. I have control of things. Zero control. Yes. On an airplane. Yes. Yes. And I got people behind me freaking out. The guy next to me is praying, and I'm like, I'm I'm joining this guy, man. I'm just gonna pray. <laughs> I'm just gonna pray. I'm not gonna freak out like the one behind me. But this dude next to me praying. That's what I'm gonna do. So, anyways, I landed safely, and um, um, that hopefully that's it for a while. Honestly, golly, I'm in a good location, Joe. So are you to travel? Yeah. To really good spots. By car, right? Minnesota, yeah, not a good spot. That just happens to be RBA headquarters. Yeah, and I mean, so I try I my best there. not to go west of the Mississippi. Um, oh, by the way, realistically, speaking of the Mississippi, hold on, I have to cut you off there. I crossed the Mississippi. I had no idea it went up to Minnesota. Did you know that? It's all the way yeah. up there. You knew that? Uh-huh. Oh my yes. gosh, I could, I, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I guess I'm, I guess I'm an idiot. I had no idea. Anyway. Now I'm a big geography guy, but yeah, it goes all the way up to the Great Lakes. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. I had some turbulent stuff too, man. I had tried. Now, what's worse, doing that or going from here to Germany and oh, that's right. being you over an traveled. ocean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I would rather be over an ocean. And I thought, I thought I'd rather be over an ocean. I would, because I feel like you have a better chance there. Okay, you glide that thing down, maybe, you you know, just fucking, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how it works, man, but. Uh, no, yeah, but, <laughs> all I know is we were coming into Europe, and we were over an ocean, and we were in a thunderstorm, in turn, you could see the lightning. Yes, yes. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen Poltergeist? You seen Poltergeist? Yeah. Is it Poltergeist, or is it the damn. It's the it's Poltergeist, I think, when he looks out the window, and the Poltergeist is out there on the wing, and it's just no, lightning splashing. What is it? No. What was it? That's oh god! That was a show, the TV show about different types of weird crap. No, no, this is Poltergeist. Sci-fi. No, no, no this not. is Poltergeist. I'm where, almost positive. Where the guys like there's something on the wing, something. <laughs> I can't. Re- I can't remember that, but I just remember that the the plane had the thing on the wing and 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 the lightning was crashing. Yes, and the lightning was crashing, and I was like. This I was looking out the window. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is it. This is it. I think the plane's going down. I mean, it was so Twilight Zone. Was it the Twilight Zone? You know what? You yep. might be right. You might be right. Um, I th- yeah, I think you're right. Twilight Zone. Okay, that makes sense. But anyway, yeah, it was that moment. I had that moment without the thing on the wing. I had that moment. I said, one of these things. One of these. <laughs> the, that wing is say. bouncing. And I'm like, this thing's gonna rip off. We're done. That wing rips off of here. We're done. And and so, anyways, um, I hate planes, and I'm a baby about it, and I, I don't care. I have no shame in it. It doesn't bother me if people call me a pussy because I don't like planes. That's fine. I'll own it. I don't care. I, I'd much rather drive. I'll take a boat. Yeah, no, I'm right there, right there with you. Uh, anyway, so that's. Yeah, I mean, if we did anything with our infrastructure and we're smart and actually use trains, then that should be pretty. Uh, you know. But now, I mean, how safe is a train ride? I don't know, man. I don't know. No, no. I guess it just depends on if there's chemicals in it. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say. Why don't you ask Palestino? When it's not, there's like two more this past week. Oh, yeah. See, I, I'm not a big train guy either. Never been on a train, but I'm not a big train guy. I, like, no, they're great. I, again, I believe you. Again, though. I mean, I'd rather... I'd rather, and drive. you'd know this too, 
if the people that were in power in this country didn't want you to drive cars to make other people money. That too. Because realistically, trains are pretty good transportation. I mean, I just don't... I mean, they are. I'm, I'm sure they are. I mean, you know, a, a, a passenger train's totally different than something loaded with a bunch of material. That's that's much heavier. You know what I'm saying? That's true. It's got to be yeah. some. There's got to be something to that. Plus, passenger trains are equipped different ways, too. You know, but no, it depends on if you take care of your bridges and your railroads. Well, that's true, and it's also you know the negligence of the people operating the thing. A lot of times, you're just dealing with negligence. So, no. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's enough about that. Where are we at? I think we're. I think that's it. So, um, an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. That's plenty. Uh, that's gonna do it. I think for us. And uh, by the way, and, and thank you to Dom for reminding us. Our boy Tyler. Congratulations to him and his wife Katie on the uh, the upcoming baby. So, congratulations yeah, to them. Absolutely. We will have Congrats, Tyler, Tyler on to start the football year. We we always do, and we will for Joe. Yep. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. See y'all next time.